You're listening to the Psalms for Sojourners podcast, in which we look at the Psalms as prayers for God's people on every occasion. We hope it's a blessing to you. Hi there, and thanks for listening to another episode of Psalms for Sojourners. My name is Cole Kirby. I'm a pastor at Sojourn Montrose and the regular host of this podcast. This week, I wanted to spend a little bit of time talking about Thanksgiving. Um, Thanksgiving is coming up next week, and, and so we won't have an episode next week because I'll be spending time with family, and I would imagine that anybody else who would join me on the podcast uh, will also be spending time with family. Um, and if you didn't listen last week, I just really want to encourage you to go check that out. Um, I sat down with Derek Pizik, who is a covenant member at Sojourn Montrose, and we had a really awesome conversation about Psalm 119 and the importance of knowing and meditating upon God's word and how the Psalms teach us to do that in Psalm 119. And Derek just had some great insight, um, and it was really encouraging just to hear a lay member of our church um, speak with such passion uh, and wisdom about God's word. And so I hope that you'll check that out if, if you haven't already listened to it. Uh, but this week, um, I want to talk a little bit about about Thanksgiving because, because next Thursday we will gather around tables with family and friends and we will have a meal of Thanksgiving. And and I know everybody has different family traditions around it, and, and, and some people don't take time at Thanksgiving to really discuss what they're thankful for. I know that that's something that growing up was not always part of our family tradition. You know, I know some families that everybody had to go around the table and talk about what it is that they're thankful for, and that was not really the case for me. Uh, but, but this tradition in America of Thanksgiving is, is really it's beautiful but it's not um it's not novel it's not new um it isn't an american thing to gather around a table at the same time every year and have a traditional meal of thanksgiving um i mean harvest feasts are part of most cultures, especially ancient cultures, um, but really meals of Thanksgiving find so much of their history and tradition in uh, in the history of God's people. And, and if we read the Old Testament, what we'll see is that the people of Israel regularly are having feasts to the Lord of Thanksgiving. There's the Feast of Booths, there's the, the Feast of Passover, which is most notable. And, and so there are all these different feasts in the, the Jewish tradition. And to some extent, they're all meals of Thanksgiving. They're, they're meals celebrating or remembering God's faithfulness to them, either in a specific instance or as it relates to his broad character of covenants. And, and this attitude of thanksgiving carries over into the New Testament. I mean, if you read really almost any of Paul's letters, you're going to hear repetitive calls 
to the church to be marked by thanksgiving. Um, so thanksgiving as an attitude, as a posture, as a virtue is, is a Christian virtue. Um, and, and really, it only makes sense to have this discussion of, of things that we're thankful for um, in light of, of a loving God. Um, you can't really be thankful for the blessings in your life if you don't believe that a loving God has actually blessed you with them. Otherwise, that, then you're thankful in an overly vague way or it's totally misplaced thank, thankfulness. But, but thanksgiving is, is not only a historically Christian virtue, but it is a necessary and logical conclusion of the Christian gospel. Um, and, and Thanksgiving is extremely common as a theme in the Psalms. And so we've talked throughout this podcast, uh, you know, throughout the, the weeks about how the Psalms are the prayers of God's people on every occasion. And, and one of the things that the Psalms are constantly calling us to do is to offer prayers of thanksgiving or to have thankfulness in our hearts toward God, uh, even when it maybe feels more like a discipline than a response to the current events that we're experiencing. And I find that to be helpful, especially in light of a year that has been hard for us as a country. Um, and I know many of you who are listening have have had a hard year individually, and yet the scriptures call us to be thankful. And Psalm 136 is, is kind of where I want to hone in today. And it's a psalm that, that we'll be reading next Friday, the Friday after Thanksgiving, uh, reading and praying through it, if you're following along with this uh, as part of Sojourn Montrose. But, but next Friday, we'll be in Psalm 136, the, the day after Thanksgiving. So we'll be sitting fat and happy on our couches, opening our Bibles, and this is what we will read. Hear the word of the Lord from Psalm 136. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of gods, for his steadfast love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord of lords, for his steadfast love endures forever. To him alone does to him who alone does great wonders for his steadfast love endures forever. To him who by understanding made the heavens, for his steadfast love endures forever. To him who spread out the earth above the waters, for his steadfast love endures forever. To him who made the great lights, for his steadfast love endures forever. The sun to rule over the day, for his steadfast love endures forever the moon and stars to rule over the night for his steadfast love endures forever to him who struck down the firstborn of Egypt for his steadfast love endures forever and brought Israel out from among them for his steadfast love endures forever with a strong hand and an outstretched arm for his steadfast love endures forever to him who divided the Red Sea in two for his steadfast love endures forever 
and made Israel pass through the midst of it, for his steadfast love endures forever, but overthrew Pharaoh and his host in the Red Sea, for his steadfast love endures forever, to him who led his people through the wilderness, for his steadfast love endures forever, to him who struck down great kings, for his steadfast love endures forever and killed mighty kings for his steadfast love endures forever. Sihon, king of the Amorites, for his steadfast love endures forever and Og, king of Bashan, for his steadfast love endures forever and gave their land as a heritage for his steadfast love endures forever to a heritage to Israel, his servant for his steadfast love endures forever. It is he who remembered us in our low estate, for his steadfast love endures forever and rescued us from our foes, for his steadfast love endures forever. He who gives food to all flesh, for his steadfast love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of heaven, for his steadfast love endures forever. This is a beautiful, beautiful liturgical poem of thanksgiving. It it begins with, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. To the God of gods, to the Lord of lords. And in between each phrase throughout the poem is the repetitive refrain of for his steadfast love endures forever. And it's beautiful. And and I want to read it again, taking out that refrain of for his steadfast love endures forever so that maybe you can feel the movement of the psalm a little more. And then I think the beauty of the refrain being entered in between every phrase and every Every single movement in the psalm will will show you even more beauty of what's trying to be conveyed. And so, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. Give thanks to the God of gods. Give thanks to the Lord of lords. To him who alone does great wonders. To him who by understanding made the heavens. To him who spread out the earth above the waters. To him who made the great lights the sun to rule over the day, the moon and stars to rule over the night. To him who struck down the firstborn of Egypt and brought Israel out from among them with a strong hand and an outstretched arm. To him who divided the Red Sea in two and made Israel pass through the midst of it, but overthrew Pharaoh and his host in the Red Sea. To him who led his people through the wilderness." To him who struck down great kings and killed mighty kings, Sihon, king of the Amorites, and Og, king of Bashan, and gave their land as a heritage, a heritage to Israel, his servant. It is he who remembered us in our low estate and rescued us from our foes. He who gives food to all flesh, give thanks to the God of heaven. For his steadfast love, endures forever. This poem is recounting the history of God in redemption up to the point of the time that this psalm was written. God as the creator who has established all of creation 
God as the one who has delivered his people from Egypt and carried them through the wilderness, given them victory over their enemies and allowed them to rest in the promised land of Canaan. He is the God of heaven and he loves his people. His steadfast love endures forever. And so it's out of this sort of posture and this understanding of thanksgiving that we as Christians can add into the history of redemption this beautiful thing that is foreshadowed in verse 23. It's, it's both a remembrance and a foreshadowing when it says, it is he who remembered us in our lowest state and rescued us from our foes. See, God remembered us in our lowest state when we were dead in our trespasses and sins, following the course of the world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, as Ephesians chapter two says, in our lowest state, dead in our trespasses and sins, divided from God and from one another, helpless on our own to achieve righteousness, helpless on our own to achieve life everlasting, helpless on our own to experience fullness of joy and rest and peace. And yet God remembered us in his, in our lowest state and rescued us from our foes, namely Satan, sin, and death. And he did it through his son. See, the steadfast love of the Lord, which endures forever, is most fundamentally and primarily revealed in the incarnation, life, death, resurrection, and ascension of Jesus Christ, the God-man. It is through Christ that the steadfast love of God endures forever. It is through Christ that we were remembered in our lowest state as he came and looked upon the children of man as sheep without a shepherd and gathered them with his love. It is Christ who saw the sinfulness and the condemnation built up in the hearts and bodies of men and allowed his body to be crushed, his heart to stop beating on their behalf that they might be forgiven. It is Christ who gives food to all flesh as he is the bread of life upon which the new creation will feast forever. And so give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His steadfast love endures forever. See, if you're listening to this podcast and you're a Christian, I hope that when you sit down to your Thanksgiving meal, regardless of, of what you feel like you have in a, in a very tangible sense to be thankful for, as you sit down, maybe this year has been wrought with difficulty and suffering and sorrow and strife. Maybe relationships have been strained. Maybe heartache has come into your family. Maybe sickness and death have entered into your story. Maybe you've lost loved ones. Maybe you've lost friends. Maybe you are, you've lost your job. Like Whatever it is, you might not feel thankful, yet the scriptures call God's people to be thankful because he is the one who remains remembers us in our low estate, and he is the one who has steadfast love, which endures forever, which means 
if Christ has given us his son, if God has given us his son in Christ, will he not raise you up from the ash heap? Will he not restore you in your brokenness? Surely he will. It may be slower than you hope. It may not be in the ways that you expect, but there is the promise of glorification for God's people. See, you can sit down at your Thanksgiving feast knowing that God has steadfast love for you that will endure forever. Forever is a long time. Forever is a long time. And that is how long God will love you. That is how long his love will endure for you. It will not go away when you lack the thankfulness that you should have. It will not go away when you fail, when you are supposed to succeed. No, his love for you will endure forever. Remember that he has given you his son. He has forgiven you and called you beloved. He's given you a place in his kingdom. His steadfast love for you endures forever. And so the Thanksgiving feast takes on a new meaning for the Christian. Sure, we can be thankful for our friends and family that we gather with. We absolutely should. We can be thankful for the food that's set before us that that God has provided for us. Even the Psalm 136 tells us that, that he is the one who gives food to all flesh. We can be thankful for our jobs or our children or the the time off of work that that maybe is much needed we can be thankful for good health if we've been graced with it but ultimately we ought to be thankful that God has loved us in Christ and he has loved us and will love us with a love that endures forever and if you're listening to this podcast and you would not consider yourself a Christian one I want you to I want to invite you to consider Christ. Consider that God has loved you so much that he has given his son to die on your behalf, to be raised to new life so that you might also walk in a new life, dead to your former ways and alive in the fullness of joy and life and belonging in God's kingdom, fully forgiven and accepted and adopted as a son or a daughter of God. That is what is available to you in Christ. And as you consider that, consider what it is or to whom you would be thankful at your Thanksgiving feast. I mean, surely for very specific things, you might be thankful to a person. Maybe you're thankful to your spouse for loving you or for a gift that they've given you. Maybe you're thankful to your children for the way that they bring you joy. But but ultimately, the good things that you experience, those things that you can't directly put in the responsibility of a person, to whom are you thankful, if not to the God of heaven? Or are you just vaguely thankful to something or someone that you don't know whether or not they exist? See, thankfulness, it comes out of a reality of grace. We are thankful for that which we have been graced with. And so if you have something in your life that you are thankful for, consider that maybe the God of heaven has graced you with it as a way to whisper to you his love for you, a steadfast love that should you 
put your hope in him will endure forever. I hope you all have a blessed week and a blessed Thanksgiving, good time with your family and friends. And I hope that you will find thankfulness in your hearts to God who has loved you with an unending love. Be well. Mm -hmm.